Making a good living, by any means, is a full-time commitment. Some stories involve a lot of little, part-time efforts that add up to a full-time benefit. I'm Justin McDonald, co-owner and COO of Blue Line Pressure Washing. This is Eddie Christman, co-owner and CEO of Blue Line Pressure Washing. In this episode, we're excited to have our first in-house guest and part-time entrepreneur, Wayne Bennett of Hedgesville, West Virginia. Wayne is a full-time educator and a part-time everything else. Whether it is dabbling in the woodworking, wrenching on his Jeep projects, pressure washing, painting houses, or hanging Christmas decorations, Wayne is the definition of hustle and grind. We'll cover another Blue Line Spotlight product and get into that mailbox. Don't go anywhere, and welcome back to another episode of The Wash. Welcome back to The Wash, sponsored by Blue Line Pressure Washing, LLC here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Eddie, how's it going since last time we talked? Uh, I think everybody at the house is finally over being sick. The holidays, what do they bring with them? Disease. Everybody's get the flu, the cold, RSV, pretty much anything you can think of. And all these high school kids have it. And my kid's trying to bring it in my house. I'll tell you what, you were, you were down hard for about four or five days there last week. Yeah, I, I got my rear end kicked by the flu. I haven't had the flu in probably 15 years, and I'm very good at not allowing my kids to get sick, but somehow Tori got it to me this time. And I had it about the, the, the beginning of November. I had it, and it, it put me down hard for about four days. I've, I've never, probably in a decade and a half, never had to take more than two sick days consistently off work, and uh, I was home for a full week. Well, the good news is it's the middle of the winter, so it's not like I'm out there working anyway. Well, and that's probably a problem because you're not spraying bleach all over yourself. Yeah, I never get sick all throughout the spring, the summer, and kids will get sick constantly, and I never get sick in the in the wash season because I got bleach on me all the time. Everything's dead before it even makes it to my system. It is something serious. Yeah, it's it's no fun. Well, especially now all the COVID stuff. Like we, you and I were talking a little bit offline, a lot of the herd, of, herd immunity is just now catching up. So us who didn't really pay too much attention to all the COVID guidelines, we were out during all this stuff. So we're immune to a lot of this. Now the kids are all catching it because they're all of a sudden involved in sports and all, you know, all the activities and stuff. And now they're catching it back and forth again. Well, not to mention it seems like it might kill a child to wash their hands every now and again yeah and you you'd think maybe that was kind of taught here a little bit ago other than that how's your thanksgiving yeah um i haven't had thanksgiving dinner yet and i blame you for that because uh, <clears throat> we jinxed it so for you guys out in podcast land the magic of editing you know we recorded the last episode just before thanksgiving so you know wish you guys a happy thanksgiving and we were talking about all the good dinners and stuff we were going to and texting eddie kind of bragging about you know, having two Thanksgiving dinners there, there within a three day period. And all of a sudden he comes down with the old flu, can't eat for five days. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. So rather than talking about being sick, I'm going to introduce our guest, Wayne. Wayne, how long have you been doing this? First, I want to thank you guys for inviting me over, having me on the show. I've known Justin for quite a few years and known you for the last, I guess, two, three years. But I've been pressure washing in Eastern Panhandle. This spring will be uh, 20 years now, going on 20 years. Honestly, since I was about 15 years old, that's when I, when I first started doing it. That, okay. That's awesome. You wanted to have Wayne come on this week and kind of wrap up our discussions from last week. If you guys can recall, a lot of our discussion week was stemming around freelance contractors versus contracted licensed companies. Wayne was a great example of somebody who in our area that we, Eddie and I, you know, we talked about somebody doing it the right way, the, the ethical way, the moral way. 
Uh, we thought it was a good idea to have him come on and kind of share some of his thoughts about the freelance side of the pressure washing industry. Yeah, absolutely. What what got you started in this industry? So um, full, full time, I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. And honestly, when I got my first paycheck, I graduated from college, got my first paycheck and I uh, called my dad and I was like, I, I can't do this. I want to teach, but I, I can't I can't survive on this. And he basically said, hey, you know, he had his own construction company. He was a coal miner, you know, so I worked for him for a lot of years. And uh, he's like, you can do anything you want to. And so I looked into lawn care, looked into a couple other things. And, and honestly, there, there wasn't anybody else in, in the area doing pressure washing at the time. There's one guy in the phone book back then, Yellow Pages. And uh, I called him and, and kind of talked to him a little bit. He didn't seem like he was really into it that much and uh, kind of dove into it. And uh, But honestly, it was, it was a lack of pay for teaching. And then once I started doing it, you know, just uh, the, whole, the whole satisfaction thing, you know, going out and especially when you take before pictures, after pictures, whatever, but you see something, you know, and you clean it up, make it look nice. You know, it's just that whole feeling of helping people out and, and making something look better than what it was before. For our younger listeners out there, the, the yellow pages is today's equivalent <laughs> to putting information in the Google machine and getting back exactly what you want. Uh, back in the day, you actually had a, a big book you had to go look phone numbers up in. Yeah, that kind of telling age right there, talking about the yellow pages. I do remember going through that. And sometimes like you would go to a section where you think you would find the contractor you're looking for, and it would just say, see this section. And you go to that section, and it would say, see this section. You get through like three of them before you find what you're looking for. Yeah, I remember being a kid, they used to send two phone books out. So you had the phone book, and then you had the classified, you know, the yellow pages section yep. that came out that was a little, a little bit thinner. Absolutely. What's been a big key for you to keep your customers as a part-time contractor? It, it gets harder every year. I've got people I've been washing for for the last 18, 20 years, and, and some people they want me to wash every year, some people every two, three years. Basically, I tell them, you know, when it gets dirty enough, just give me a call and, and I'll come back out and clean it for you. Most of my customers or clients, they're, they're pretty understanding. I usually tell them, give me a two, three week notice and I'll, I'll get you booked in. You know, I, I try not to work more than a job a day. Sometimes I do two. But working, you know, quote unquote, full time teaching, you know, it's it's even in the summertime, it, it, it's it's challenging, you know? Yeah, so you're working from what, March? You know, from March until the end of wash season, until school's out, you know, you're working full time school and then going working one or two houses an evening. So that's, I mean, that's, that's a real show of hustle right there trying to keep stuff in. That's the main reason you stayed part, you know, stayed part time. Yeah. I absolutely hate, uh, hate the time change. <laughs> I'm hoping next, <laughs> yeah. next year, um, I'm hoping next year when they do away with it, it'll help me out. But yeah, I'm pretty much March through, through Thanksgiving. And even, even during the school year, Tuesday, Tuesday through Thursday, um, I'm washing the houses about every night when I get off work. So we hit on some points there in the intro, but you're not, you don't just do pressure washing, right? You got a cup, you got your hands in a couple of stuff. I know um, you've done some woodworking projects for me. Uh, I know you've got uh, you just got a new toy Jeep that you're doing some wrenching projects on. Tell us a little bit what you what else you got going on part time. So Facebook is, is good and bad, and maybe we'll get to that, maybe we won't. Once once somebody gets your information on Facebook, for whatever reason, you end up getting kind of pigeonholed into the into that that industry or, or that hobby or whatever it is. So yeah. I, I've built benches over the years. I still build benches. Last couple of years, I do holiday lighting. Like Justin said, I'm a big Jeep guy. I try to focus mostly on pressure washing during spring, you know, during the, the warm months. But obviously, as that season winds down the last couple of years, I've, I've been getting busy with, with hanging lights and stuff. And so I'm not afraid to make a buck, I guess, doing, doing whatever I need to. It's kind of cool, though. Until you started doing it last year, I never had any idea that hanging Christmas lights for people were a thing. I, I didn't. Uh, it might not. It might just be your thing. I thought that was a pretty cool concept. There, there's a lot of companies, pressure washing companies that 
<clears throat> do Christmas lights in the wintertime, and we've been asked to do them. I've just never brought it to you we because don't like I, have, I have zero <laughs> desire. I have balance issues, number one. I have equilibrium issues, so I have zero desire to be scaling people's roofs and putting lights up and all that kind of stuff. I honestly, I didn't know until tonight that Wayne did it, and I wish I would have known because I could have well, had you a customer well, a couple of weeks ago, you, you guys are missing out. Maybe we need to, to branch off and, and, and join, join up or whatever. I mean, it's just, you know, I'll put it this way. When I started washing houses 20 years ago, I couldn't believe people paid me to wash houses. And two, three years ago, when I started hanging Christmas lights, it's the same thing. Like, you know, I can't believe people are actually paying me to do this, you know. But just as an example, the average ticket for hanging Christmas lights is usually three to eight hundred dollars. Yeah. That includes installing lights and then taking them down. You know things like that. And right now, I'm only using customer lights, but next year I'm actually gonna, I think, go more to like a, a lease model type thing. Right. Yeah, I know a lot of the companies that um, I've seen that do the Christmas lights do a lot of the the leasing of the Christmas lights, and they're unwilling to do customer owned lights. But the fact that you're willing to do the customer owned lights, I think, probably gives you a little bit of a head head oh, start. Oh, absolutely. It it can, it can be a pain pain in the butt. Sometimes, but um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think next year I'm definitely going to switch over to a more more leasing option. I think the problem with customer lights is they're a couple of years old, and you get them out and plug them in. I imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of had a feeling that that was the issue with I, that. I couldn't imagine being paid to be aggravated because I know <laughs> I know my own lights aggravate the ever loving Jesus out of me. So that that would be something I would be interested in, is having somebody else put their stupid Christmas lights up. So I think what we're going to do next year then is uh, I'm going to force Justin to take vacation and send him with Wayne to do Christmas lights. <laughs> Wayne, you agree? If you agree to it, then we'll make him do all the hanging. You just supervise him. I'm, I'm always looking for helpers. I don't know how that's going to work. I need out I need some good pictures of it though because we're going to make a lot of fun of him on Facebook. <laughs> when you first got started in the pressure washing industry, the equipment that you were using it's clearly come a long way. Even just a standard pressure washer and chemicals and stuff. What were you using 20 years ago? I got uh, the company was North North Star, I think, mm -hmm. and uh, got a GSX. I mean, I, I did my research for what I could on, on the Google, you know, back then. I got a decent one. It was like a two two and a half gallon per minute machine. Um, I want to say it was like a, you know eight hundred to thousand bucks. But you know, it was it was just that right there. And, and basically, back then, there wasn't a whole lot of Facebook groups. There wasn't YouTube. And people were, were kind of anti-chemical back then. They just wanted pressure and that was it. And, and even today, you know, it's still, you know, there, there's a little bit of education, you know, with, with some customers. And stuff. But basically, you know, I, I went to Lowe's, I bought a couple ladders, got on North Star, bought a pressure washer and just kind of, just kind of went at it, you know. And that, that brings up a question that I wanted to ask you with uh, people being resistant to chemicals. I know I did a YouTube video on this not too long ago talking about how not every customer is your customer and dealing with the people who don't want you to use bleach. What do you do when you have a customer that is against you using bleach on their house? Typically I can, I can convince them. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes it's a challenge, you know, um, I ran into a lady back in the fall. She's like, well, I don't want you to use any chemicals. And I said, well, I, I might not be, you might not be my customer. I'm, <laughs> you might not want me washing your house or whatever. And uh, finally, after I talked to her, you know, I said, Hey, it's, I'm sure you probably call it SH, pull shock, bleach, whatever. Uh, but finally, after talking to her, I was like, hey, it's in your water. Use it for every day for just about any, anything, everything. You know, I said, it's it's going to neutralize itself within a couple hours after I'm done. Like, it's not going to be like a big deal. Typically, I can, I can kind of convince people that, hey, it's it's not this big, nasty chemical that's going to kill you, kill your family, kill your pets. You know, and, and, and nine times out of 10, when I tell them I've been doing it for, you know, 20 years, you know, I, I can typically sell them on it. But you, you still get people that are like, you know, 
hardcore say, hey, I don't want to use any chemicals. You know, I, I did a job right, right at the end of the season. The guy was adamant about not using chemicals. It was just a walkway, sidewalk and stuff. And I told him, I, said, I can clean. I said, but I'm going to be etching your concrete. And I said, it's not. He's like, I don't care. I don't want you using chemicals. Just do it, you know. And I said, I'm like, hey, I'm not responsible, you know, any damage, whatever, you know. And he was like, I, I don't care. It's like, I'm doing it myself, you know, just do it, just do it for me, you know. But there, there's, it's definitely a challenge, you know, sometimes with, with certain customers. There, there's this bad reputation with, with chemicals, with bleach, with SH, with whatever, you know. Um, but most people, you know, once, once you talk to them, they're, they're pretty understanding. Yeah. That's, and that's like, we, we were talking a little bit offline and, and then we talked some on some of our previous episodes is education of your customer. Absolutely. Um, the, there's so many customers that just genuinely don't know. And, you know, they get the little bit of stigma that they, like you said, they know that they've heard on the, you know, on, on the media, TV about chem, toxic chemicals and stuff. The old wives tales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then you see, uh, you know, they've got all the news articles about, you know, the Monsanto stuff, you know, all the roundup and people are just leery if they don't know any better. Yeah. So other than Tom, what is some, what are some of your biggest obstacles during peak wash? I know we discussed some of our biggest obstacles are just, we don't have enough hours in the day sometimes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I've, I've tried having having people come on and I've, I've paid to have help and stuff. I'm sure just like you guys, you know, it's, it's hard to get good help. Um, and basically, you know, I've been lucky enough where I've been doing this long enough where most people know me, you know, I'd say, hey, give me two, three weeks out and I'll get you in. I tried something different the last couple of years, which I'm not sure if you guys do this or not, but I've been leaving Mondays and Fridays open. And so some days I might wash two, three houses a day, but I, I typically try to leave at least one or two days a week open where, you know, if someone calls last minute, Hey, I got family coming in and I really want my back porch to look nice. And I got this, you know, it doesn't matter if the, the mold mildew has been growing there for two or three years for them, it's emergency. They need to have it done. And, and let's be patient. You know, pe let's be honest. People are un impatient. You know, they, they want to have yeah. stuff done yesterday. And, and that's just the world we live in. Unfortunately, I, I got my loyal customers that I've had for, for two years, for five years, for 10 years, for 15 years. And I book them out and I put them in my book and I schedule them. And then, you know, I always get people that like, hey, I have to have this done yesterday. And I've been leaving Mondays and Fridays open. And so that that's what works for me. That's what we started doing this past season was leaving Fridays open for whatever, for office days, for house visits, for whatever we needed well, to catch off. In the, in the spring, Jen is really good about keeping at least one day of the week for backfill. Because in the spring, what's our biggest problem is the wind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where we live, the wind will, will get you anything, pretty much anything over sustained 14 miles an hour, you might as well forget it because you're going to get more, you're, you're doing soft washing. So you're going to get more chemical on you and the grass and the neighbor's house than you're going to get on the house you're trying to wash. And you'll be there all day. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so we do that built in. And then the, the young man that works for us, he also works another, another job. And in order to help him out, to keep him able to keep that job. So he has work in the winter. We're closed on Friday, not necessarily closed, but we, we don't schedule him for anything on Fridays. And then if something does come up, like what you just said, emergency or, Hey, I just bought this house and it looks like crap or, Hey, I'm trying to sell the house and yeah. we need to take pictures. That's that's probably the two biggest ones. I just bought a house yeah. and I need it cleaned or I'm trying to sell it and my realtor wants to take pictures on Friday. Can you come out here and wash the house? Which I hate working for realtors. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a, yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of good realtors out there. So if you're a realtor and you're listening, we're not trying to come down on you, but I, I'll be straight with you. There's a lot of realtors out there. How many times have you heard this? I'm a realtor. I can get you a lot of business or I can close your business. Yeah. And then they'll you'll you'll come out and do one job and that'll be it. And oh, the last guy did it for two you know two hundred fifty bucks or X Y Z dollars. I'm like, mm, yeah, no, 
Yeah, I think the <laughs> I think the worst interaction I ever had with a realtor is they wanted me to clean a forty eight hundred square foot house for one hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah, that's not like happening. That, never. I actually talked to to another washer and I was like, "Hey, do you really wash this house for X Y Z dollars?" He's like, "Yeah, ten years ago." I was like, "Oh, she just said you did like like you know a couple years ago." I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "I, I straight up told her." I was like, "No, I'm not washing. I'm not doing it." You know. On the other side of that, have you ever had a house where you give them a price and it shocks the homeowner and they're excited about it because, and then you find out later that they were charged like three times what you charged them for it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to mention any names, but uh, no. there, there was there was a company in, in Hagerstown, which is local to our area, I guess. And I went out and did a house wash. And anyways, it was the other quote they got was four times what quoted them. And they were just That's shocked insane. that I could wash a house for that. You know, yeah, there's, there's definitely some price gouging going on out there. Yeah. Yes. Well, on that note, hold those thoughts. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back here to The Wash. We're going to jump right back into our discussion. Uh, Wayne, we were talking a little bit offline there a second ago about some of the big, biggest obstacles you had with uh, equipment and purchasing supplies back when you got started. Talk to us a little bit about you know, some of the problems that you had. Yeah, so the industry's changed, obviously, so much over the last 20-some years. Um, you know, when I first got started in this, you know, it was basically order online, got, got what you need, get what you need, whatever. And that was it. But even still today in, in the area we're in, we're, we're still, even though we're a metro DC area, I guess, or pretty rural, you know, so there's not a whole lot of pressure washing stores. So it's still, you know, you kind of have to get on the Amazon or get on the website or whatever. We were talking chemicals earlier and, um, you know, I, I still, I'm at the point, you know, where I, I still buy the gallon jugs. I know I pay, I pay dearly for it, but, uh, yeah, there's just, there's not a whole lot in this area, you know, as, as far as pressure washing. I mean, that's why there's, 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 I would say so few of us, but there's only a couple guys, you know, in the, in the game or whatever. You know, like we, we got started, for example, you know, we were able to go to a, you know, a depot and get our chemicals and stuff like that. It's, it's a lot easier. We have went off the shelf and bought, you know, bought pool bleach from the stores and from Walmart and stuff like that in a pinch. Uh, but I can imagine how difficult it was. The supplies weren't that in great a demand back then. Yeah. Well, just the, the gallon jug approach, the thing that makes me cringe about that the most is once they're empty, you got all them freaking jugs you got to try to throw away. And it, it is amazing how much space they take in a trash bag, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I, I run out of a five by 10 trailer and, and honestly, I'm, I'm kind of old school. I need to upgrade and I probably should have, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago, but in my mind, I'm still quote unquote part-time. Mm -hmm. um, but you're absolutely right. You know, like I'll, I couldn't tell you how many large garbage bags that I throw in a dumpster every week that are full of nothing but one gallon jugs of bleach. Really, that's the only trash waste we haul around. Yeah. It's, it's jugs of surfactant, jugs of soap, jugs of <laughs> bleach, other chemicals. We don't throw away much trash stuff. Eddie does go through about a roll of paper towels a day. But other, <laughs> yeah. than, other than that, other than that, there's not really much trash that hangs around on the truck. What is your view on companies that are full-time, like us, for example? What is, what is your view of, of them as far as... Uh, how they operate and how you operate. I don't want to say I envy you guys, but obviously, you know, at some point, you know, in my mind, I've, I've been teaching for, for again, going on 20 years almost, you know, and I don't see myself ever stepping away from the industry. You know, so at some point, maybe I'll, I'll quote unquote retire from teaching it and do it. But we, we were talking about this earlier before we, we got on the air here. And, you know, in our area, there's there's not any lack of, of building houses. 
you know, so in my mind, anytime a new company opens up, you know, the competition, it's good. Like, I, you know, it doesn't scare me. You know, obviously I, I root for you guys. I wish you guys were successful. Obviously you are very successful. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not worried about, you know, me, me not eating or, or losing money or whatever, because there, there's, there's plenty of, there's plenty of work out there for everybody. You know, if you want to yeah. work, I mean, there, there's plenty of work out there, you know? Um, so I, I wish you guys obviously the best, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna be one of those guys. Like I, I see, especially with Sandeep, he, um, he's another, uh, pressure washer, soft washer in Eastern panhandle. And, uh, he messaged me and he was like, Hey, he's like, what can I do about people stealing my signs? And I was like, Sandeep, there's nothing you can do. Just keep, mm -hmm. if you want to put signs out, you keep putting signs out, but there's going to be people that are going to keep doing it, you know? And, and, and the bottom line is, you know, there, there, there's, there's guys that are, they're trying to get in this and making a quick buck. Yeah. You know, and there's guys that are, that are in it for the longevity, like, you know, we are. Right. And at the end of the day, you just can't let it bother, you know, there, there's plenty of work out there and you just try to support each other and, and wish each other the best. And that's, that's what you got to do, you know? Yeah. I think Eddie, uh, you said it best last week is um, the best advice. And, and it sounds like, you know, you're already living by it is, is worry about what you can control or, you know, do what you do and, you know, don't worry about anybody else. Yeah, and absolutely. Sounds exactly like what's being successful for you. And the guys, the guys out there are stealing yard signs. And if you're listening and you're one of those guys that steals yard <laughs> signs, then quit listening. Cause I don't even want to talk to you. Somebody put their money into that and they're just out there trying to make a living. And you're out there snatching up their signs. That's stupid, ridiculous. And you probably don't deserve to be in business anyway, because it's not exactly the honest thing to be doing. Well, in my opinion, if, if you're doing something as small, unethical as taking somebody's signs out, what, what other type of stuff are you trying to run on people? Well, I, I think my favorite, I don't, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but we washed a house not too long ago. It was last uh, early this year. There was another contractor that was doing some other work on the property. And I went back out to speak to the homeowner because she was sick the day that I was there to do the washing. And I went back out to speak to her about her roof and all that kind of stuff for a, a roof cleaning. And the other contractor stuck his yard sign in her yard. <laughs> and then he said that we did a bad job, even though the homeowner was very happy with us and we cleaned exactly what she wanted cleaned, said that we did a bad job. And I, my only response to him was, if it was so bad, why is your sign sitting in the front yard like you're the one that cleaned it and not me? Yeah, and I, the home once the homeowner realized what he did, she made him take the sign up. But <laughs> and no. like we said, you're, and you're you're never going to get rid of those people. No, they're they're always going to be there. No, um, they're always there's always going to be people wanting to try to get a leg up underhandedly. You just you got to do what you do and and keep pressing forward. Absolutely, no. I, I had it happen to me a couple years ago, and uh, like you said, you just got to ignore. It. You know, I've, I've had people use my pictures um, from pressure washing mm -hmm. to. Christmas lights. I'm like, Hey, that's not, not your work. You call them out on it. Like, you know, hopefully they, they're, they're, they're a big enough person to take it down and move on. You know, but then they, you got to worry about you and just keep moving on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty we, much. We've talked about that before too. And we've actually been accused of, of taking other people's pictures. You know, we immediately can, can provide, you know, documentation. undisputable documentation. Yeah. 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 Say, yeah. yeah. Nope. Absolutely. These pictures yeah. are from us. I mean, one, one picture of the, you know, we, Remember uh, last spring, we got accused of one lady from one of the pop-up businesses accused us of using her husband's picture. And our truck was in the stupid picture. <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah. Our logo truck was in the picture. And, it was like. And you, you guys are probably like me. You're probably busy enough that you're you're probably guilty of this more more often than not of not taking pictures. Like I don't, I'm terrible. Uh, Jen, I, I, I try. I try to take both of us. Yeah. If we don't take pit before and after pictures. And it, that's probably one of her pet peeves. Because you guys are like me, you want to, you want to get there, you want to get set up, you want to get the job done and move on to the next job and you want to stay on your schedule and stay on, you know, this and that. But 
like there's been times where I've, I've went out and cleaned a, cleaned a house, cleaned a job, whatever. And I'm like, man, that we really made before great before and after pictures. And I'm like, well, it's too late now. It's already yep. done, how, you know? How often have you forgotten to take the after picture? I'm bad at that. I'll take the before <laughs> pictures and then I'll, I'll roll out and Jen's like, where's my pictures? Yeah. Uh, I, well, what happened was. I'm, I'm sure you guys are the same way. When you, when you walk around with the customer, walk around the property, take before pictures just to quote unquote, cover your butt, whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely guilty when I get done. I'm like, okay, on the next one, whatever. And I, I don't take the after pictures sometimes. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it's a slow day and that's, that's when I, I, take, I take the picture. Yeah. It's a busy day. Yeah, I, Jen will be yelling at me too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, if, if, when she hears this, she'll be laughing because that's one of her pet peeves is getting honest about not getting documentation yeah. to her for the website. Yeah. Evan, no, I'm, I'm guilty as well. Evan, the kid that works for me, is really good at, at before and after pictures. And like when he when he started back up at college, we, we want him focused on his education and not, not working. So when he started back up to college this year, I started taking over the wash truck again and going back out. And I was about halfway halfway through the first month that he was gone and she said, uh, you need to figure out how to bring Evan back because you don't know how to take a picture. <laughs> I tell you what, there for a little bit, we had the drone out and we were doing some cool stuff with the drone, but that just, it just got to be such a tedious process. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you were talking, we were talking, you know, 20 minutes set up and tear down just to get, you know, yeah. 15 seconds of drone footage. Yeah. Like, Even uh, even just dropping a stick or a stone or something to say, Hey, this is where I took the before picture and took the after picture. It's just like, even though it only takes a couple minutes, hey. like I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, Hey, I'll get, get in, get out. You get automated, right? Yeah. You get in a process of like, Oh, I need to do this, 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 and this, and then I need to get to the next, yeah. you know, I got a schedule to keep, especially you, yeah. for example, you're, you know, we might have all day to run two customers, but you're not starting until four thirty, you know, four, four thirty yeah. in the evening. you're like, you're fighting dark. Yeah. And, that, and then, you know, we, we talked about that a little bit earlier, but that's absolutely like I, I can't leave my, my quote unquote full full time job until three, three o'clock. And so especially when the days start getting shorter, I mean, every every minute counts. So, you know, yeah. once once that daylight starts fading, I'm not I'm not interested in taking pictures. I'm there. Bam, bam, bam. I'm not talking to customers. I'm like, hey, listen, you can hang out and you can watch me wash all day long. But I could get this house washed, you yep. know, because I know by five, five thirty, it's getting dark and I need to be you know out of there. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be out there with a headlight lamp on your forehead. No, no. To I've, I've, I've done it a couple times. It's not fun. It's not something I want to do anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no. are, are you hanging Christmas lights at night? Christmas lights at night actually is 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 the best time to kind of do it because you can see everything lines up. You can see where everything needs to be, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I I don't mind at this time of the year as long as it's not super cold, super wet, you know, rainy, snowy, yeah, windy, whatever. Um, but even that, I, I've gotten to the point where I, I kind of pick and choose my jobs, you know. And yeah, especially, uh, you know, part time. Well, even really us. You've been around long enough. You've got the knowledge and the ability to say, no, nah, yeah. that's it's not, not worth my time. I'm not I'm not doing it, you know. And, you know, even going back to pressure washing, you know, it's I'm sure you guys are the same way. You have clients that call you every year, every two years, every three years. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a high pressure guy. I don't try to upsell anything. I mean, I, I will occasionally. You know, I've, I've got a minimum just like you guys do. And I'll say, hey, it's going to cost you this to, to wash one side. You know, why don't you just let me wash the whole rest of your house for X, Y, Z dollars, whatever. Uh, but once you once you hook that customer, or you get that customer, land that customer, whatever. And my my personal experience, nine times out of ten, if you treat them fair, you're good to them, you do a good job, quality work. They're going to call you year after year after year to come back. And especially me being a solo guy, you know, I, I'm, I'm as busy as I want to be. You know, there's very few people that I don't wash for. They don't call me at some point in the future to wash their house again or wash something for them or mm -hmm. recommend me to a, another, another person. And I'm sure you guys are exactly the same way, you know? Yep. 
Yeah, it's, that's one thing we talk, we've talked about on, on previous episodes in our YouTube and stuff like that is, is treating your customers how you would want to be treated. You know, I, I always look at it from, from my mom's perspective. I, you know, I wanna, I'm going to treat our customers and talk to our customers out on the phone how I would, somebody would, how I would want somebody to talk to my mom. Absolutely. You know, or come out and do something at her house or yep. something like that. You don't, all it takes is that one bad experience yeah. and it, it can hurt a, a year's worth of good, you know, goodwill. Oh, absolutely. And especially... You know, Eddie did a video earlier about GMB and, uh, you know, all your Google reviews and your business products and stuff like that, where a lot of our uh, advertising and stuff comes on those good reviews mm -hmm. and those those feedback and stuff like that. You're a lot more word of mouth and, yeah, and, and even, social media and stuff like that. But uh, and even we're a killer. Yeah. And even if we're, we're different in that aspect, I mean, it's, it's still very similar. You know, like mm -hmm. if I do a crap job or I do a, a bad job or someone wasn't happy for whatever reason. And they get on Facebook and say, well, that Wayne Bennett did blah, blah, blah. You know, that's obviously not going to be helping me out any either, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's definitely different where, you know, any any keyboard warrior can get on Facebook and say, want to leave a negative review on you guys. But obviously word of mouth and, and social media plays plays a big, big part. Yeah. And, and you're going to have those customers. You cannot stop a bad review from a customer who is just absolutely determined not to be happy. We had one, um, I, I think she was trying to leave a review and instead she wound up emailing us and which was actually kind of funny. <clears throat> it was, um, we gave a price, it was a rust removal job and a house wash. And then we offered to clean the, or we, I asked her when I gave the estimate, if she wanted the front porch clean, and she told me no. And then when we got there, I asked her again, do you want the front porch clean? She was getting the walkway cleaned, the rust removed from the driveway and the house, the front porch was the only thing that wasn't going to get cleaned. And so we finished the job and I rinsed off the front porch because I, you know, I had soap and stuff on it. So I rinsed that down. And about two or three days later, we get this long, nasty email about how we didn't wash the porch. And now that the, everything else is clean, she realizes how dirty the porch is and yeah. we should have washed it. Well, I, I tried to get you to let me wash that porch. And I'm like you, I don't spend a whole lot of time upselling. I'm just not very good at it. Should you upsell it if you're a company? Absolutely. But... I'm just not very good at thinking about upselling people. I go out, I do my job, I do what they ask me to do. Every once in a while, I'll see like a small little concrete, you know, porch or something, and I'll go ahead and clean it off. Yeah. 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 But as far as upcharging anything else, I, I'm just not big on doing it. Well, and that's what you know, one of our points that we made last week was, uh, you know, we were talking about price points and stuff like that goes to example of you're paying for your expertise, you know, part of that dollar was her expertise. You already know, and hey, I'm watching everything around this porch. You already know what that porch is going to look like mm -hmm. once you're done cleaning. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you, you have to push the customers a little bit more to listen to your education, but uh, yeah, upselling is a, a big point that we don't really. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's like a small walkway or whatever, and it's gonna make the place look better. Like, obviously I'll, I'll throw it in there. I'll do it. Like, Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and hit this for you, whatever. Like, and yeah. that's typically when they tip you well or tip you better or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, but going back to the you know, the whole service thing, you know, including things, not including things. I did a house for a guy two, three years ago, and um, oxidation removal wasn't part of the house or part of the, part of the quote that I gave and um, did the job. You know, anyways, I saw him at, at a restaurant, you know, a year or two later. And he's like, hey, by the way, you, know, you didn't do a very good job in my house. I want you, you know, if I realized you're going to do this, you know, I would have went with somebody else. I was like, well, you didn't text me. You didn't call me. You didn't say anything to me. I would have mm -hmm. come out and fixed it, made, made the problem better. And so anyways, drove by the guy at the customer's house and looked at it and every, or, every organic, everything organic was gone. It was oxidation that hadn't been taken right. off. 
And I explained it to him. I was like, hey, if you want oxidation removal, that's a completely different process. I can take care of it, but it's a different process. And uh, he's like, oh, no, no, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. I've got a pressure washer, blah, blah, blah. And so long story short, that was the end of it. So anyways, unbeknown to me, I did his uh, sister's house. Um, she actually had a brick house, um, another neighborhood. Anyways, didn't realize what pressure washing, soft washing was. Had never had a house done. Hadn't been done in 40 years. And um, I actually came out to do a gutter cleaning because I do gutter cleaning too. Right. And um, she's like, well, hey, if you want to come back out and, and do this, just let me, let me know. So I gave her a solid price. You know, we agreed on, on the terms. And I came back out and cleaned her house, made it look like, you know, made it look like new. And anyway, she was um, the sister of the brother of the other house that I already cleaned. And he's like, hey, my sister called and said, hey, you did a really good job. I want you to come back out and clean my house. I'm like, I did your house once, did a terrible job. And, you know, so anyways, took care of the oxidation removal and all that stuff. And like, you know, now he's, he's like, hey, come back next year, do it, you know. Right. But, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier, sometimes this is that education, you know, yeah. getting customers to know. Again, the lady that had the brick house, she's like, I didn't realize pressure washing was even a thing. I'm like, yeah, you still have to clean your house. Yeah. You know, and I refer to it still as pressure washing. If you look at my shirts and stuff, it still says pressure washing, even though, you know, it's it's soft washing. It's it's not it's not pressure, you know. It's 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 definitely the education, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, we'll we'll take another quick break here and we'll be back with you here in a minute. All right, welcome back everybody. We're we're gonna finish up our discussion here with Wayne. Uh, for those of you who don't know Wayne, um, he's an entrepreneur of a lot of different stuff. Um, one pretty one pretty cool story we're going to have him share with you guys is uh, he just recently built his own house. I mean, it's a it's a completely unstandard house. He didn't go through a builder and, and do a bunch of different stuff. I'm going to let him kind of guide you through some of the process of it. But uh, Wayne, tell him a little bit about, about the house you just finished up. Thanks, Justin. I guess I'm, I'm kind of an unconventional guy. I guess maybe I think outside the box once in a while. Not, not getting too too personal or too many details, but uh, recently got divorced in the last couple of years. Um, even even that aside, you know, I always wanted to kind of, you know, buy land and, uh, and and build a house kind of off the grid type thing. And uh, so I bought seven and a half acres in Hedgesville, November 2019. Had a local company build a uh, pole building, a metal building, 30 by 56 by 10. And from that point, basically finished off the inside uh, by myself, helping friends and family and, and subcontract out stuff. Basically finished off two bedroom, two bathroom, living room slash kitchen and uh, 930 square feet. Still have a garage, two car garage, all that good stuff. But basically the, the, the price point where I'm at is a lot better off than most people with their, their standard mortgage and stuff. So um, I, I would have never be able to, to conceptually vision, you know, taking a, a metal, you know, metal pole building and turn it into a usable you know, usable residents. Yeah. Um, that's something that that just wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't cross my mind. So that's, that's pretty cool. You were able to kind of visualize that, conceptualize it and, and make it, you know, kind of make it yours. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people call them barnuminiums or barndos or whatever. And mine, mine by, by no means is fancy, but it's, it's definitely functioning, workable, all, all that, you know, and I always, that's, you know, whether I'm pricing, you know, a Christmas light job or, or a pressure washing job or whatever, I try to stay on budget for, for customers and clients and myself, you know, cause that's just, that's how, that's how I am. That, that's cool. We just want to share that quick story. There's, if there's a, if there's a will in you to want to do something, you're a good example of there's a way to get it done. Gonna make um, it happen. You just got to sacrifice, <laughs> you know, sacrifice a little bit and, and um, play the long game. Cause it wasn't something you just threw up in a couple months. Yeah. You know, no, and a long that, that hasn't been something we've, we, you know, hasn't been a question we've talked about. We talked about before we've been on air and stuff, but um, you know, one thing we talked about earlier was a lot of people, you know, they, they get on TikTok, they get on YouTube and they see things, you know, pressure washing, soft washing, whatever. And they think they're going to get rich quick. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's just, that's not, 
not what's going to happen. You know, you got to get out there. You got to build your name, build your brand. And, you know, if, if you stay loyal, treat people fair, do a good job, you know, you're going to get your name out there and do quality work and, and you, you're going to get established. And you'll be fine. You know, but there, there's a lot of TikTok and again, YouTube, and this is, you know, maybe make me sound my age or whatever, but a lot of people think they're going to get rich quick, which is, you know, it's just not going to happen, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not some pyramid scheme, get rich quick scheme. And even we have a video out of an older video that we did about making $300 in one hour pressure washing. But part of the point of that is that's not every day. That's not everything. If you don't grind, if you don't hustle and you don't work hard, then you're really not making any type of headway in your business. You're not going to make anything because we talked about it off the air. Sure. I might make $300 in one hour pressure washing a house, but how many hours do you spend at home working that you're not being paid for? How many unbillable hours do you put, even that you as a part-time guy, how much unbillable hours do you put into your business? And that's something that a lot of people need to understand. So you've got to grind, you've got to hustle. And Wayne, you're a great example of someone who is grinding and hustling and doing, doing well for yourself. Thank you. So you got any parting bits of wisdom? For any listeners out there who might be part-timer like you or somebody who's looking to get in full-time, you've been doing it a long time. I know you've got something. Though. You, you just got to find something you're passionate about, something you enjoy doing. You know, for me with, with the pressure washing, it's, it, since that's what we're, we're speaking about, you know, I, I love the before and after, you know, I love seeing, you know, what it looked like before and what I could potentially turn it into. And then just seeing the looks on people's faces when, you know, like, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that dirty or I didn't realize it would be, you know, that way. Uh, but just find something you're passionate about, something you think you make money and, and just take it with that, you know. I know I'm, I'm still, quote, unquote, a teacher full time. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I enjoy my side hustles as, as much as I do teaching teaching kids. So, hey, Wayne, we, we appreciate the time you spent with us today. You know, there's a lot of good information that you helped get out there. We look forward to maybe having you back on another episode here in the future. Absolutely. For all you listen out there, Eddie, it's time for that Blue Line Pressure Washing Product Spotlight. Um, what have you have for us this episode? Um, today I'm going to recommend King's Reel Hose Reels. They're sold by um, Sprayer Depot. You can find them online, sprayerdepot.com. They're an aluminum hose reel with stainless steel internals. We use them on all of our builds. They stand by their product. If, if there is an issue, they will be very quick to resolve it under their warranty. The reels are very solid, very good make, breezable, super swivel. Can you steal hose reels, but I, I just don't recommend it because, I mean, we're spraying corrosive chemicals through this and the aluminum, the stainless steel hold up so much better to the bleach than the steel ones do. And, and you also need to think about the fact that even your feed hose reel, if you've got set up like ours where you've got a feed hose, a high pressure hose, and a soft wash hose, even your feed hose, that water that's in your customer's water supply has got bleach in it. Bleach is everywhere and it will eventually corrode the, the inside of that hose reel. Whereas with the stainless steel and the aluminum, you get a lot better longevity out of them. Yes, they're a little bit more pricey, but the longevity that you're going to get out of that reel versus some of the steel internal reels is a lot better. It looks like there's a lot of different options too with the, uh, the King's reels. Um, everything from 22 or 12 to 22 inch aluminum reels, you can get manual. Um, they also sell electric winches. Um, yeah. Or uh, not winches, I'm sorry, electric uh, reels. And their price point is actually really not bad comparatively. Yeah. If you're interested in King's Reels, reach out to Sprayer Depot, or you can reach out to King's Reels directly, um, get your information, or reach out to Blue Line Pressure Wash, and we'll be glad to point you in the right direction. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Wayne, again, we want to thank you for joining us again today. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, at Blue Line Pressure Washing. 
if you have any, if you have a question or an issue or something you want us to address on the air, we'd be more than happy to do that. Drop me a line at Justin at bluelinepressurewashingllc.com. And you can also leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash bluelinepwllc. Next episode is going to be a special one for us. We are broadcasting the podcast on both audio and, and our YouTube channel. And it's going to be our Christmas episode. We're going to introduce the entire Blue Line Pressure Washing family, the people who have helped us and supported us from day one. So tune in and watch out for that. With the holiday season rapidly approaching, this can be a very difficult time for some folks. If you or someone you know suffering from depression or suicidal thoughts, please reach out. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is now open 24-7, 365, and is available in phone or text. Just text 988 or visit 988lifeline.org. If you're a veteran, text 838-255. Everybody, thanks for listening, and until next time, stay safe, stay clean, stay dry. We'll see you later, everybody.